so episode eight thank yeah. you matt yeah for, man. for being here i appreciate it man this is this is a long time coming because we've been talking about this for forever yeah uh, at least since i started right since i started uh the formal plan of of doing this podcast right yeah and so uh thank you so much for being here yeah man um let's see uh what are some of your favorite podcasts right off the bat or tell me a little bit about yourself and then tell us like some of the your favorite podcasts well uh you know music is my my biggest passion and then great drummer yeah well i play multiple instruments but oh no, yeah that's right you do you but do. nobody really knows that yeah <laughs> Um, it's like nobody knows that i sing or play instruments either yeah yeah nobody, yeah. nobody knows that. uh <laughs> well they will now but right um some of the biggest podcasts I listen to i mean i try to keep myself very balanced mm -hmm. with with different things so like um so I just, like i just realized that i have like a mullet in my <laughs> i'm looking at i look like theo vaughn or something well i've noticed that yeah. for the entire time the so entire far time, like yeah I'm going to mull it out for this one. <laughs> but anyway, some of the... Uh, so, like, it'll be, like, obviously Joe Rogan, which is how you and I started uh, mm -hmm. conversing. Um, there's another one by Propaganda, a Christian hip-hop artist. Uh, it's called The Red Couch Podcast with him and his wife. Okay. Um, they've got a big section called Hood Politics. Ooh. Which, the idea behind it is, if you can explain, or if you can understand hood dynamics and stuff like that, you can... Ex you can explain geopolitical climates. Well, I think I think in general, yeah, that would be the case because uh, we're experiencing some things here in Cibolo mm -hmm. that if if you blew it up to a national scale, it's exactly what's happening. Yeah, you know what I'm saying with with drama, fake news. Mm -hmm. um, you know who's this person? What's their agenda? And all this stuff. And and so, yeah, I, I would presume everybody has some sort of, you know, everything's scalable. Yeah. Which we're it's kind of what we're going to talk about here in a yeah. little bit uh, with Marvel and everything like that. But yeah, what? So uh, anything else? Uh, there's that. There's a couple of drum podcasts, music podcasts, uh -huh. um, uh, money podcasts, religion stuff. So it's just it really spans. What dra I'm, what draws you to a podcast? Uh, mainly interest for me, whatever my interest is, or the person behind it. The person behind it might have a so like the there's one called Holy Ghost Notes where it's uh it's two Christians who ha who happen to be drummers and they talk about drumming for one half and they talk about Christianity on the other half. Mm -hmm. But the main guy is Matt Griner, drummer from August Burns Red, which is a Christian metal band. Mm -hmm. So I've been following that guy for years for his whatever he got or for whatever he's put out like his symbols, his sticks, whatever. Yeah. And um yeah, so he put out a podcast not too long ago, so I wanted to check it out. It's been a great podcast yeah uh, i think that's uh that's that's one thing that we talked about in i'm part of this group called the podcast brunch club mm -hmm. and they kind of talk about you know the changing well this last the, the the well the first and the only one I, I just joined it but they talked about the changing face of news and i think a lot more people are, are starting to get their information from this medium the mm -hmm. podcast i think uh I'm not necessarily at the front end of podcasting because podcasting started, you know, 10 years ago and, and it just became popular maybe, I don't know, what, two or three years ago, maybe, or maybe a little bit more. What do you think? Five years? Well, hasn't, hasn't podcasting been, been out for like, well, prob probably early 2000s at least. Yeah. 
podcast. Well, well, the big thing in the 2000s was blogging. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mama want, oh, blogging is the new medium, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I don't, that's just, just glorified, mm-hmm. you know, it's just digitized news, news uh, story, right? Um, and so there's, they've, they've had a form of podcasting, but it was more like news stories, right? Kind of like NPR. Think of NPR, um, but in a digital space not just over the over the over the waves the airwaves mm-hmm. right so you have npr coming to your radio and things like that and so what podcasting became was basically a digital host for all these these stories you know it's like hey what i want to catch science friday well you can go to their podcast page and it's it's repeated there mm-hmm. so what i've found is that a lot of the early adopters of podcasting is basically just taking their medium and putting it in digital form on a website and say, hey, they've turned it into a podcast. Mm-hmm. But what I consider a podcast, I think how podcasts have evolved now is like the conversation. Like we're having now, like you're, you're, the ones that you, you've listened to, Joe Rogan and some of these other people, some of the, a lot of the couples ones are really good because they, they have a, it's more conversational. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, hey guys, today at six, you know. Yeah, it's not necessarily or an this agenda. morning in San Antonio, we had a wreck on the Amtrak and all this stuff. Or uh, that's a medium. I don't, but I consider podcasting a conversation. Yeah. To me, that's me. That that's not. It's not. But in the purest form, any any form of digital storytelling or digital news broadcasting, I would say is. Um, is is a form of podcasting so in that sense you're right you're yeah. correct all that to say you're correct yes <laughs> it did start in the early 2000s with the digitizing of local news stories onto the web uh, onto the web but now i think podcasting has evolved into a conversation and i think that's why i started this because people aren't having the conversations that i'm going to have or at least within my inner circle yeah, you know, there's some religious topics that I want to cover that, you know, just expound on subject matters or ideologies that just don't get spoken of, you know, and I think podcasting is the best way to consume them because you could listen to them anywhere. You could listen to them while you're doing chores, while you're cutting the lawn, while you're driving to work, while you're driving a forklift, driving a forklift. Is that what you do? Oh, yeah. Um, driving a forklift. Um uh, just pre- ed- doing an edit. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's just a real easy method of consuming content, and provided that the content is well sourced, I think a lot of I think there's a lot to be uh, gained from listening to podcasts. I always tell I, I ask Veronica, I'm like, hey, what do you listen to? And she's like, I don't listen to anything. I'm like, why not? Yeah, and, uh, she and she listens to ours obviously because she's always you know critiquing herself or whatever. But um, I think it's really uh. It's just a really cool medium whereby you can get your information. We were talking before we started Mm -hmm. that one of the things I want to do is create a community podcast uh, first, a grassroots or what have you, where we talk about local issues and we expound a little bit on those and we have that conversation, that dialogue, because there's, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was Neil and, and Carson. You can't change nobody's mind on a Facebook post. But you can change a convers you can change people's minds with a- through a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. What do you think about that? I think yeah, uh basically along the same lines. Um it's very easy to post something on Facebook, but I think 
I think once when, when somebody has the the ability to take their idea and explain it and go through the pros and the cons of it and say this is what's great, this is what's bad, but because you know this is a good thing, this is going to change this or you know whatever, mm-hmm. then I think that's a better way than than a you know a single hot take post like yeah a one paragraph that's riddled with grammar errors and yeah yeah so. that's the biggest thing too is I, I always have to I always have to go back and just edit my grammar because I I just sometimes I'll just like type away I'm like oh snap I used your instead of you are you mm-hmm. know or whatever but yeah I think that's the big that's the huge importance I think of what I'm trying to accomplish here and obviously there's some other goals that I have in mind which we you know we'll talk about uh, offline and I've talked to other people um I have other other channels that I'm interested in creating but this one this one is kind of our variety channel so the Lions mm-hmm. Den podcast is a huge variety channel uh, if this is your first episode listening in because you clicked on Marvel, thank you so much. Um, we're just we're we're actually going to talk about that specifically. So, um, in this episode, we're talking about Marvel Phase Four because uh, depending on when you listen to this in the future or whatever, uh, we're going to start talking about some of our predictions and our opinions of what Marvel Phase Four has in store for uh, for fans, mm-hmm. right? And so it's a variety podcast, and uh, yeah, I, I actually want to have you on more than once because I value your opinion, uh, and unbeknownst to a lot of people, you're very well-spoken. You know, us guys that are in the pit or behind glass or whatever, you know, we don't get a whole lot of accolades because we're just kind of the people in the background, mm-hmm. or, we, or, we have, or we have been for a season. And so a lot of people don't realize that you have some really great opinions and, and, and you can articulate really well. So I want to have you back in future, you know, maybe for a movie review or, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go watch a movie and we'll just, we'll just talk about, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why you're here because mm-hmm. I, want, I, want, I want you to be a part of this, you know, and uh, as the channel grows, you know. Well, we'll see what we'll see what else can happen with that. Yeah, you you actually are friends with a pretty famous podcaster, aren't you? Well, kind. Of, uh, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that because we we don't want to get like we don't want to start dropping names like we know these people. But yeah. I thought it was really cool that you actually play video games online with a certain yeah celebrity with, uh, <laughs> podcast uh, celebrity uh, Joe Rogan's assistant. I'm in the same Discord group with him, uh-huh. and I play video games with him twice. Okay. I mean, it's it's kind of like still, bragging, dude, but yeah. yeah, it's it's still it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, like nobody's like, oh hey, you're you're from this podcast and stuff. But uh, I asked the moderator of that channel how he knows him, uh-huh. and apparently they knew him before he was even uh, Joe Rogan's uh, young Jamie. Yeah. And yeah. so apparently, you know, he he was talking to them about it, like, hey, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna try to do something and. And so he, before he moved out to LA, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and then and then he became Joe Rogan's assistant, and he just, you know, that's he's still the, pretty chill. That's the cool thing. I I was a like every like for whatever. Well, no, there is no whatever reason. LA is just that that hub, man. It just attracts mm-hmm. talent and stuff like yeah. that. I actually um, my family. I have family that live in San Diego, and uh, we thought about that, you know. And we're here for the kids. The kids have you know go to high school and everything like that here and. So we're here, we're here for a little bit longer, but I would love to live in that area because the media saturation or, you know, Austin attracts me sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, if I can, if we can make some buck in Austin, 
where to where yeah i mean to where we could feasibly financially be able to afford to go to arizona and san diego whenever we wanted then i guess that's the biggest crux right because you could do anything from anywhere now yeah i i was born and raised out there actually out, out in long beach oh okay so i went out there last year for my sister's wedding and i loved being out there i don't think i could ever move back there really why so there's a distance from let's say north san antonio to Slitterbond. okay that's the distance my grandmother lived away from my uncle took us three hours wow north san antonio to Slitterbond. so like 281 to Slitterbond kind of thing it's so like 1604 to Slitterbond. oh wow so was that about 20 miles less than 20 miles yeah something like that and it was it took us three hours because we hit it at the wrong time oh my god <laughs> That's the one thing a lot of people don't realize about traffic. They think traffic is just bad because it's bad. Mm -hmm. But what one thing that people don't realize about LA is that they close a lot of roads down because they're doing movies all the time. Mm -hmm. And that affects, I didn't think about that one. A lot of people don't realize that that they close a lot of roads down because they're filming all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's the big hubbub. That's the yeah. big that's the big detract. That's the big obstacle for. Mm -hmm. That's one of the variables. Um, Elon Musk. This is not the point of the podcast but elon <laughs> musk that's what he's wanting to do is he's, he's wanting the, to the tunnel underground yeah he's wanting to expand the subway system the metro system to do uh yeah to do the underground tunneling and stuff like that uh, i'm interested in seeing how that plays out yeah it's a uh, it's a very interesting idea but i don't i don't know how well it's gonna work yeah but mm, i don't think anybody knows how anything in elon musk's mind works i don't think elon knows how it works either. yeah somebody <laughs> said i saw actually no who was it well he's obviously a genius but somebody was saying they think he's he's all he is ai like he he's oh. already like he is the singularity well, and that's why he's kind of he's he's kind of got a moral i don't know it's just, it's a it's one of those stupid conspiracy theories but um, didn't he just put out um, the Neuralink? Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So you know, if, we'll have to come back and talk about technology because <laughs> we're turning this into technology. But see, that's that's a great topic, right? Yeah. That's a great topic to to speculate on. Um, but yeah, totally. Okay, I'm gonna book you in for right. episode 13. <laughs> episode 13. That'll be a good one. It's fine with me. Yeah. I'll, let's uh let's go ahead and hop into the Marvel stuff then, so we don't keep hopping on different tangents. Yeah. Right. We could. That, that's this is gonna be good. It'll happen. <laughs> Let me put you down for episode 13 though before I forget because I am really bad. <laughs> That's the one thing that ever since I started this, I started uh, uh, um, writing things down a lot more mm -hmm. because I do forget everything. But it's also good to have a plan and yeah. plan so, stuff out. Marvel Phase 4. We just finished 10-year arc of Iron Man, the Infinity Gauntlet, and everything like that. And man, I'll tell you what, it was, it was as close to perfect as 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 you can get when you talk about story arcs i mean mm -hmm. you have things like lord of the rings the hobbit um matrix trilogy wasn't quite there but i'm trying to think of other other like giant story arcs right mm -hmm. uh chronicles of narnia they're rebooting it to be a tv a long-form tv series interesting they're rebooting lord of the rings to be a t a long-form tv series kind of like you know mm -hmm. stranger things and stuff and um Actually, one of my acquaintances on one of my groups is actually a writer for the Lord of the Rings thing. Um, but yeah, I think that the whole arc, how they, and then how they, ret, not retcon, but the, how they, they addressed, they went back and like, you know, that's why that was there in Iron Man 1 mm -hmm. or whatever. And they readdressed things in future movies. What do you think? I think uh, 
so they just put out, or I, I wouldn't say just put out, but they put out a, a retcon of their timeline, oh. which fixes a lot of um, like timeline what? issues, but also creates other timeline issues. Uh-huh. So like one of them being um, because of the whole Spider-Man eight years later thing that they put in the first Spider-Man oh, yeah. movie. I think that was just a, I think that was just a, a, a typo. I think it was. I think it was just somebody who just wasn't thinking, and in their head, they crossed some numbers. Well, it went through that guy, his supervisor, his supervisor, probably Kevin Feige at some point, uh-huh. and then what? Uh, uh, the the premiere? And it the went, premiere, yeah. It, it went, went through all that, and then every, and then once it went out to the general public, everybody just, that, that was the biggest thing from it. Yeah. Um, but because, because they changed all that to say that Iron Man 1 took place in 2010, in Civil War, when Vision says, uh, which took place in 2016, when Vision says, for the past eight years, you've been Iron Man, or uh-huh. whatever he says along those lines, that would put Iron Man 1 back at 2008. But that's when Iron Man 1 came, <clears throat> see, they, that's when Iron Man 1 came out in 2008. Yeah. So, like, so he was right, Vision he, was correct. He was right, but then after that movie, they put out, Marvel as a whole put out their, their ti- the retcon their, timeline. Yeah, yeah, the retcon MCU timeline. I think that's, so, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you... Does I that think mess you up? It doesn't mess me up because I don't think it's that big of a detail because you have to think that it's, what, 20-something 20, 20 movies, 22 movies or whatever, uh-huh. with at least 10 different directors, at uh-huh. least. Uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, so, so you're, you're, what you're saying is there's a little bit of grace for, yeah, for yeah. having those kind... I mean, when you think about it in the grand scope of things, it really is nothing. It's not... Yeah. It, they're, just, they're just things that you have to rearrange as far as, mm-hmm. as, far as fandom. You know, yeah. just rearrange, okay, here's how we're explaining it, guys, so that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you look at something like Star Wars, I mean, that's all retconned. The, the whole, I mean, even when they made the movies, they were trying to fix things and, and make sense. And, yeah. and then, like, the biggest plot hole in, in movie history is, like, how did they get the plans to the, you know, to the Death Star to be able to destroy it? Well, you know, they had to make a whole movie yeah. to explain that. And uh, I think that one, that one's probably one of the, no, Disney owns them now, so they, it mm-hmm. looks like they're they're in the process of fixing all those fixing all those little plot holes too. Uh, but I've n- I've never heard of the retcon timeline. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not something that's like a huge deal breaker, but it's uh, definitely something that kind of irks you if you're into the whole like everything's got to line up and make sense sequence. and stuff. Yeah, and so the easier thing to do would just be take the eight years and switch it to however many years later uh-huh. but they went the other way yeah they went they the, they, they, went. they took the long way which in some cases clears up big big kind of plot holes but uh-huh. in, other, in other ways it creates smaller ones so i guess it's you know six in one hand half a dozen in the other yeah yeah um i think moving forward that they've 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 probably fixed all that you think I th- I think now that they have the idea of what the like a MCU whole universe is, yeah. uh-huh. because everything was building up to Infinity War, but I don't think they realized. Or I I heard something that they didn't they didn't have that idea up until like probably right after or right 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 so before like, uh, the first Avengers movie. Okay, which is why they went and retconned Loki's scepter as the Mind Stone. Oh right, because it was uh, right because, right right, and so I don't. Which is why Thanos is a, is a different. If you haven't noticed, the Thanos at the end of the first Avengers movie is completely different. Is a different actor. Yeah, 
And so as a different actor, he looked different too. Mm-hmm. He looked different. His face was different. Uh, those are just aesthetic choices. But yeah, mm-hmm. he was a totally because that was uh, was that something that they added after the fact? I think they had the idea to have well because the tesseract is not a stone. Right. The tesseract played a whole different point in the comics, uh-huh. or the cosmic cube, or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Um, but retconning that to be the space stone. Yeah, if, that's huge. If you look at the first Iron or the first uh, Captain America movie, the Tesseract burned a hole through Cap's ship before he crashed the the airplane. Uh huh. I didn't know the space stone could do that. Yeah, you or, would think you would think the Power Stone, if anything, could do it. Yeah, because then and then in the future, yeah, exactly. Because then in the future movies or the movies after that, people are just kind of grabbing it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and uh, and the Red Skull when he grabbed it, it transported him to. Uh, what's the Vormir? Yeah, for well, we're assuming it transported him to Vormir. Yes, correct. We're assuming, but which that that scene could be an argument for that it was always a space stone because it transported him, it teleported uh-huh. him to wherever. Yeah. So, but I I don't know. I think I think that one is a is a bit of a retcon that was a happy accident. Yeah, yeah. I, I just the way that it it all just continually just kept tying to each other nobody is that well obviously it's unprecedented a 22 movie arc nowhere in history never ever i mean people don't write that many novels i mean some of the novels that have um i mean eight uh ten novels in a series i mean there's the there's even i think even seronica used to have the the nancy drew Mm -hmm. i think and i want to say there was maybe it was just a, a big giant little well big little library of like twenty some odd stories, right? Uh, but never novel volumes. You know, it's just a bunch of short stories that mm-hmm. all just, you know, those are more episodical. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to having a giant expansive universe. Yeah, um, they they've really set themselves up for, I mean, just future dominance. I I think a lot of people talk about you know oh, I'm tired of. You know, superhero movies, superheroes movies are, there's too many of them. And, and people don't realize that actually, they actually make up less than like, I want to say 3% of the movies that are released. They just have the biggest marketing and distribution budgets. So outside of the marketing and distribution budgets, there's not that many, there's not that many. Yeah. You know, when you consider the scope of, you know, 10 movies coming out every week, you know, well, you know, Marvel. Is that what it is? 10 movies every week? I don't know. It's, 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 it's probably, it's significantly more because. That would make it 500 and some, but I, I want to say there's like 4,000 movies mm-hmm. that, that come out every year, mm-hmm. you know, with major distribution, um, 4,000 and some change. Because I had this argument with somebody <laughs> on Facebook about this, this same topic. And, and when you take into consideration um, superhero movies like IPs that are very popular and well-known, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, even, it's not even 25 or 30. Well, you would have three from Marvel. Uh-huh. And then let's let's let's, let's say give two. them credit and say two from DC, uh-huh. and, and then and then on top of whatever other indie superhero movie, that's let's say ten at the most. Yeah, that's still less than that's a percent. ten at the most with major distribution. And then let's say there are indies mm-hmm. that are just indie movies. Let's say it's let's say being generous, it's twice that. Let's say it's twenty five, twenty five out of forty five hundred movies that come out every year. Still less than a percent. Still, still, yeah, it's it's, it's like half a percent. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, yeah, the point is that 
these these mo- these movies are here to stay. They're not going yeah. anywhere. Um, the saturation of the spaghetti western in the sixties and seventies, um, if I fifties, sixties, and seventies, they they were like one fourth of the movies that were coming out. Like twenty five percent of mm-hmm. movies that came out during that time were spaghetti westerns, and uh, and western movies just in general. So the saturation of Western movies is just ridiculous compared to what the saturation of superhero movies is today. It's just, I think it's just a matter of, of perception, you know, cause, because you see it all the time, you know, the marketing is there the the, we call it uh, toyetic. Uh, it, it, all these movies are toyetic. So you can make toys out of them and you mm-hmm. can just the marketing and the branding mm-hmm. for across all, you see it everywhere. So it feels like there's more, but there really isn't more. Mm-hmm. There really isn't more. So, um, I'm really excited for what's coming. We end the 10 year arc of, uh, of the infinity gauntlet and, you know, the culmination of Iron Man, which rest in peace, Tony Stark, you know, that's, that he's always been one of my favorite him and I've always loved Batman, but man, I, which are basically the same character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rich, uh, uh, philanthropists with, uh, well, no, not not philanthropist. Uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne was a philanthropist, but well, but, uh, Tony Stark was according according to the first Avengers. How how was he? It's a man man in a big suit of armor. Take that off. What are you, genius billionaire playboy philanthropist? Oh yeah, that's right. So I mean, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, so yeah, they're they're essentially the same character because they have no superhero powers on their own, mm-hmm. but they've. But they've, they've teched their way through it. And they've both inherited their wealth. Yeah. Yeah, they both inherited their wealth. Um, but Iron Man had a drinking problem. I'm not sure if Batman ever had that. No, Batman had a depression problem. So did the same character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both of their parents are dead. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, I could see, I could see how that, that would... That's probably why they both drew me. You know that well. They're, well, they're both the lead of their franchises. They are now. Yeah, they are now because yeah. Iron Man wasn't. Yeah, Iron Man wasn't like a preeminent character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Thor was probably bigger than Iron Man. Spider Man was definitely bigger oh, than yeah. Iron Man. Um, and I, I love that Sony finally collaborated because from the get go, from the get go, I'm like, how are they going to get Sony? How are they going to get Sony to cooperate with Spider Man and I was like, they're never going to, because to me, uh, the way I remember it is Spider-Man is one of the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is Wolverine and Wolverine. I mean, the Avengers always switched over in the, in the 90s and late 80s, 90s and, and the 2000s. You know, the Avengers always were swapping characters, you know, like new Avengers would join and some would leave. Less like Avengers, but the, the ori- East Coast yeah, Avengers. But the, the original ones that I remember from the 70s and the early 80s. You know, Wolverine and Spider Man were part of it, I'm, and I—that's what I grew up on. I mean, I'm probably 20 years older than you. Uh, well, not not that much, but 15. But my point is that that's what I grew up on, and so uh, I always wanted. I'm like, they're never gonna get, they're never gonna get Logan, they're never gonna get, you know, Peter Parker in, in there. And now here we are, you know, here we are with Marvel Phase Four. We just, uh, uh, I guess, Far From Home is the first one in Phase Four, right? No, that's the end of Phase Three. That's the end of phase three. According to Kevin Feige, that's how he views it. Oh, okay. And so I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Because so, that is what Kevin Feige has said. So we're going to start jumping into... Which is, which is why this timeline... Right here. This timeline is the phase four timeline, and you don't see a Spider-Man 
That's movie true. up there because that movie was already in work before this was even pushed, uh, put out. That movie, this movie, or that movie was released before this was even released. Mm. So, so let's knock out the let's knock out the 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 TV series. All right, just get those out of the way, and then we'll 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 speculate a little bit on 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 the movies. So first up, uh, in in the Phase Four lineup is all these Disney Plus, which I can't wait till all of this stuff comes out. Is the Disney Plus, um stuff that's coming so we have the falcon and the winter soldier the new captain america so any anything that stands out to you from there uh not really i i wish that they wouldn't have made it a very clear choice who's gonna pick up the mantle Uh uh-huh because in the comics uh falcon and winter soldier have both been captain america Mm -hmm. and i would think that that would be a really nice um conflict that plays the entire series of who actually takes over the mantle and it would be a nice little running joke because then they could still be the falcon and still be winter soldier but then they can kind of share the shield back and forth and that would be an interesting dynamic that they could still do that because i mean he's still called the falcon that's true and that's true and the the star the the thing is between both of them i mean that you because you know that the even in their logos, they, yeah, they're they, gonna have some sort of they have some sort of visualization, yeah, visualization about what, uh, how they're gonna play that, and um, so, um, I think it's gonna be really cool. I I heard somewhere that I think they didn't pick uh, the Winter Soldier just because of the fact that he was he was uh, brainwashed by the Russians. That and would be so, a good point. And so the reason that he wasn't chosen to move forward because if you think about like Captain America was very astute in in figuring, okay, making the best decision, mm-hmm. you know, because generally speaking, he did make the best decisions, right? Mm-hmm. He was always on the side of right, morally truth, right, morally right, uh, truth, and things like that. Um, and uh, and so he would have thought through, like, yeah, I could make Bucky, I can make Bucky my the next Captain America, but the fact that he was compromised for a time. You know, whereas this man, you know, mm-hmm. the Falcon wasn't, and he was there by my side throughout this whole thing. You would think that he probably weighed all that into consideration mm-hmm. when he actually passed the uh, the shield onto mm-hmm. onto Falcon. I don't know. That's gonna be real, really neat. Are you gonna subscribe to Disney Plus? I mean i I want to watch all these shows, uh-huh. so that I mean that's that's argument enough. But also on the other hand, I'm like Disney just wants my money. Yeah. But I mean, I'll probably eight bucks, end it. man. Eight bucks. Oh, eight bucks. I think it's like eight bucks a month. Oh, I was thinking. I, I haven't looked into it, but I was thinking twenty. I think it's like eight or like or like some some are you competitive with Hulu and Netflix and stuff. Well, Hulu's only. I we only pay nine dollars for Hulu. Well, I pay nothing because I pay for Spotify. Oh, okay. Um, but, so, I, but I still get ads, which is dumb. So I get. What do I get? I think I get Netflix for free because I have T-Mobile. Shout out to T-Mobile. Hey, sponsors. Come I need a. <laughs> I need a because I've also got T-Mobile and I need to look into that. You yeah, if you have T-Mobile, yeah, I, um, they pay for your basic. So we pay for the family upgrade. So we pay like four bucks mm-hmm. because our our I think the basic is like eleven or twelve dollars, and so T-Mobile takes care of that, and then we pay the family to where we have multiple accesses. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But uh, I think after it's all said and done with all we have, all the little services, I think it's doesn't. That's not even fifty bucks. That's still cheaper than cable. Like no, yeah. having Hulu Prime, uh, YouTube Plus, mm-hmm. or YouTube Red. 
um, and all these other uh, services, CBS All Access and things like that, mm-hmm. they um, they make sense. And so we'll probably be adding Disney Plus probably here pretty soon. Um, all right. So the Falcon and the Wounded Soldier, not a whole lot going on because we there's really not much to speculate on other than the conflict of who gets the shield, mm-hmm. right? Now this next one, this next one is a lot to is a lot to try to figure out, which is WandaVision. And the biggest the biggest thing is how they get vision back. How do they get vision? Well, how okay, so to the average person who saw him die in Endgame, what how's how's that happen? Uh what's well, your opinion? What I think. Yeah, because you had some really good ones before we were we were watching some videos and before the, yeah. the podcast. What what I think is if you if you rewatch Endgame or uh, I think it was Infinity Wars is where they said it. Uh-huh. Um that he is part part Jarvis, part Tony Stark, part Bruce Banner, part Android, and then the Mind Stone. Yeah. So that would be a fifth of of who Vision was. And so plus because he has because he was born of the stone Wanda Maximoff, who she got her powers from the stone. I'm sure there was some sort of connection there mm-hmm. that maybe yeah, something like- happened where she got like, where she kind of took parts of Vision or that was kind of swapped and shared or whatever that was. Was that Age of Ultron, right? At the end of Age of Ultron, we see the the sci- the German scientists fiddling with the Mind Stone and then it cuts to... That was quick- the end of... Because that was the opening of Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah, that's so right. That so that was the ending of um, whatever movie was before that. Was it Winter Soldier? Uh, may, may have been Winter Soldier. Okay. I'm not, they're I'm still, not entirely... Where they're, where they're still fooling around with the technology. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then and then it shows Quicksilver so and it shows Quicks- Wanda. Wanda, Maximo, and Quicksilver. I don't remember what his real name was. Pietro. Yeah. Uh, they're twins. Mm-hmm. and Which they, don't look anything like each other. Yeah. So fraternal, uh, but they they mentioned so yeah, it's it's affected the twins in this way. So it's mm-hmm. it's almost like they did uh, some sort of you know genetic experiments with them with the Mind Stone, and then you see Quicksilver like bouncing around, kind of like you know mm-hmm. trying to bounce around in the in the in the cell. And so they both got their powers from the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone is how they in Avengers: Age of Ultron they got vision to wake up mm-hmm. right and uh all the code and everything like that that bruce banner tony stark and jarvis kind of put together made him into you know a, a sentient being mm-hmm. and so that's how they're connected that's how wanda's connected so is something about projection or something like that you were saying earlier i think i think that wanda vision might be a play on words to an extent, might be. This is um, th- these, these these are kind of a no. That's really good. I didn't look at that. This is one one theory and then a different theory. So it's so not this, Wanda and Vision. It's Wanda Vision. It might be Wanda's vision of you know her her physical projection of Vision or like her seeing Vision post snap post blip post blip. Okay. Uh, it might be like her trying to live life but seeing Vision everywhere kind of a deal. It might be something that would suck. I don't. That like. would that would be super depressing. <laughs> yeah. That's really. That... But also, that'd be a really interesting uh, bait and switch. Yeah. Um, but it could be. You know, it, it's probably going to be Wanda and Vision. They find a way to bring Vision back. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realize that 
he came back in the in the comics mm-hmm. and actually we saw it in one of the in one of our and not in one of another podcaster's videos where they talked about a deleted death scene mm-hmm. where he kind of reboots where vision reboots and it was jarvis and it was jarvis yeah so um i'm the question then becomes does he retain his memories does he um you know what how how does he become mm-hmm, the details again? behind that yeah and uh well he, he's also a supercomputer you know there i remember every computer that I, a lot of the computer like the villainous computers that i that, that are out there viruses uh, transcendence uh just these the thing how 9000 all these they always it's almost they they always find a way to retract themselves into a safe space like they retract their consciousness mm-hmm. or a portion of their consciousness uh like a plan b like a like like hey plan. Well, i'm about to die i'm gonna go encapsulate myself mm-hmm. save a portion of myself so that i can reboot myself later on and still have a semblance of myself mm-hmm. and um uh, what's that movie uh they actually did it remember the guy uh in winter soldier the computer Oh, that, that Zemo. Little, Zemo, yeah. It's, no, no, it's, no, not, not Zemo. Not Zemo. Um, the, the, I know who you're talking about. He was in the original Captain America, mm-hmm. the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. He was, he the, was the scientist. He was, he was the scientist that was helping Red Skull figure out the Tesseract, mm-hmm. the power of the Tesseract. And then he, uh, somehow he was able to take his consciousness and store it in an in a ancient, real, real computer system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when they go to that bunker to try to, you know, find information. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, and Chris Evans, Captain America. I don't know why I said their names, <laughs> but when they go there, he re- he boots up. Remember, and he ha- mm-hmm. he has consciousness, and he's talking to them through the computer interface. My point is that I've it, they there's always been this like where they kind of able to retract themselves, hide themselves from imminent danger, mm-hmm. so that they can come back to life. I think that's what's going to happen. Like he he's he's during the during the part where uh uh what's uh black panther's sister's name uh, shuri. shuri shuri when she's messing around with the mindstone and trying to figure out all the connections i think during that time somehow uh vision is creating for himself some sort of compartment that he can retract himself into because he knows kind of what's coming if not vision then shuri yes yeah, yeah. i think that'd be interesting i think she i think she was able to duplicate whatever the mindstone i think that's what's going to happen that coupled with Jarvis compartmentalized somewhere, mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, we were able to replicate using, you know, um, vibranium or using this elemental thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, and then, then we start to look at all these different magical powers that are mm-hmm. going to start to be introduced in Phase Four. Well, if if she was able to get a copy or clone Vision, surely she had a way to, or she." She surely there was a way that she copied Jarvis too. Yeah. So this is me just spitballing. I just thought of this. Okay. If if she copied Jarvis and Jarvis knew Tony like you know in and out because he was named after his butler. Uh huh. Um, which that's that's something I want to get back to here in a second. The butler. Yeah. Um, did you watch the TV show? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Agent Carter. Uh. Then surely there's there's got to be some way that they can have a projection of Tony, because Jarvis knew Tony, he knew his mannerisms and knew all that. That would be a way for Tony Stark to come back without having to come back to life. Yeah, 
Yeah. I Which think would that, be a very interesting thing because then he could take over one of his Iron Man suits, uh-huh. and all he have to do is just protect. Pro- would be to project his face, uh-huh. and then he could still be. That's how he's still alive. Yeah, he could quote unquote still be Spider Man's mentor. It'd be a very. Sh- it would be a good stretch, but it would be. Uh, I I don't think they'll do it yet. I think maybe Phase Six. I think I th- I don't think they'll do it for a while. Uh huh. How but long? I, how long do you think the MCU is going to keep going for? I think it's it's indefinite. You know why? Because comic books are still alive. Yeah. And so, so I mean, comics books, uh, especially Marvel. I think it started in the late fifties, early sixties, mm-hmm. and they're still going. Mm-hmm. So the medium, the medium of of cinema will never go away. And there were there, it's like the, you you've opened up this Pandora's box of superhero tropes and stories that kind of reflect the times. You know, in 20 years, we'll probably look back and like, oh, how how quaint that they were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, civil liberties. And now we don't have them, you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, I think that the, the MCU is just not going to stop. I don't I don't think that they're um, that Marvel Studios is going anywhere, at least for the next, you know, provided that the Lord should tarry, you know, yeah. <laughs> that we're, it'll still be they'll still be going strong. Um, now they might. They might phase out the phases mm-hmm. and then just start just, doing something else, like mm-hmm. uh, not calling them phases or anything like that. It's just maybe a different, you know, just different storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though, for example, even though Star Wars, a lot of people have Star Wars fatigue and they're like, oh, no, I still also watch, I'll still go watch a Star Wars movie. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Especially because it's not out once a month, it's out once every two or three years. Uh-huh. And it's two hours. Yeah, so um, I think I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna. I end. think I think at some point there is gonna be a a fatigue, and they're gonna drop just in the same way that the comic books dropped in popularity or in, in selling. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have Disney money. Yeah. So there's that, and I and yeah. Disney Disney doesn't let properties die. Yeah, which is why true. they're bringing Star Wars back. Uh-huh. Um, I do think that at some point. Let's say thirty years down the line, they're still popping out movies. It's gonna be, it's gonna be more kind of like, uh, like a soap opera where you can kind of just hop in anywhere and yeah. figure Stand-alone, out a bunch then, more standalones. Mm-hmm, and then, well, you, yeah, you kind of hop in anywhere <clears throat> and know, okay, this is what this person is, and, and then you don't, you don't, you wouldn't necessarily have to start at. So it's like the first. Maybe Iron they'll Man. finish. Fate. At well, some point, every, every, everything's going to be a team-up movie. Well, because you could, you could watch Phase 1 and finish it, and then just be oh, Phase 1 was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. You could watch Phase 2, and it's a complete storyline without having to know Phase 1. You just know that these characters exist. Mm-hmm. You could watch the same thing, with, and Phase 3 is the Infinity Saga, right? Well, the, Phase 1, 2, and 3 are all the Infinity Saga. Well, Phase 1 and 2, they're, they're standalones, but like we were talking about earlier, Phase, it wasn't until the first Avengers that they realized, oh yeah, we're going to... Mm-hmm. We're gonna turn this. We can really turn this out into something amazing. And phase two is what it is. I mean, if you take out all of the, uh, well, that's what's, that's the genius behind it. Is like every movie is essentially a standalone. If if you take out the delete, the mid and post credits mm-hmm. sequences and stuff like that, you could have still enjoyed a great movie. Mm-hmm. So they're all complete storylines. Uh, it's just a matter of how they interweave with the greater arc. I think that was the genius of it. So maybe they just keep doing phases. I mean, it's worked so far. Because maybe there will be a Fantastic Four phase. The know, Fantastic I really phase? thought that they were going to do this. Actually, I have some 
theories about that, which maybe we'll have to come back because we're getting close on time because we talked a whole bunch of junk at the beginning. Uh, but um, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic part. We'll do a little bit of speculation at the end. Uh-huh. Um, but let's finish up the let's finish up the other ones. Loki, we know that he it's going to be an alternate timeline uh-huh. because of how he in in Endgame he grabbed the cube and he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Right, so he went somewhere, and direct from Feige's mouth that this is what those adventures is is like where does he go so now he's still evil Loki he hasn't turned into good Loki yet so this is still evil Loki is is the is the next TV series which comes out in 2021 so that ought to be really interesting um a lot of people are going to love that because they loved Loki the character just in general yeah I mean, do you remember when he when he died in Infinity War and there was I remember, no, oh, not yeah. hundreds, dozens of people just like crying, like, "How could you kill Loki?" You know? Yeah, was that was that in your theater, crying and stuff? Um, no, it was just it okay. was just people, it was just people yeah. that I'd see on Twitter or yeah. whatever, and people were just upset. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he plays a part really well. Uh, a lot plus, of people, a lot of people don't know that he originally auditioned out for, for Thor. For Thor, have you seen that Thor? Uh, uh, it's, I, it's I've bad. seen it. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, but it was also what two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, that's ten years ago. Yeah, but I'm I'm very interested to see the Hawkeye one. I I've seen a couple sprinkles of sp- of uh, speculation on it uh-huh. about him teaching his daughter, uh-huh. um, how to to take on the mantle of, mm-hmm. of well, not Ronin, but where he of, well of, he'll of become Ronin, and uh, yeah, that that'll be interesting because. I think I think even even with the font, uh huh, the font the font looks childish. Yes, to an extent. Uh huh. And I think, or like young, or you know, the only one that throws me off is the Loki fonts. Like I don't get any of it. So I see I see the Tesseract. I see the the um uh what's what's uh what's their place called where they live? Uh, uh, Asgard. Asgard. I was thinking Valhalla, but that's that's their heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Valhalla. And then you got the the ice, the frost giant, and then you got the Wizard of Oz <laughs> in the eye. I don't know what the green. Interesting, because I see, because maybe maybe it's just the coloring on the on the screen from uh-huh. where you're sitting, where I'm sitting. Because I see the tesseract in the K, and okay. I see what do you and, see in the L? I don't know what I would see. If 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 anything, it probably I think I think the I would probably be the time stone. Ah, okay, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It would make sense because because he's a uh, he's a person out of time. Uh huh. So maybe in the would maybe, he be out of time though? Uh, well, he's he's out of our time. He's no longer in six one six. He's no longer in 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 in, 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 in our universe. In but our, but in a let's say let's say he goes well that that would be an alternate timeline mm-hmm. or time branch. But that wouldn't necessarily give him powers to hop back and forth in time. No, but there's because, something because, to be said about what those things mean. Yeah. And I I see the yeah I see the O as some sort of um, um Viking yeah, symbol uh-huh, or something uh-huh. it, where he met where he's gonna just be well he's gonna be mischievous Loki he's gonna be the traditional god of mischief and that's also where the retcon comes back in to bite you in the butt yeah because the retcon from earlier where they were talking about how the how the Mind Stone was in the scepter uh-huh. there was also a retcon that the Mind Stone was affecting Loki. Okay. So Loki may not necessarily have been evil because Loki stabbed a guy in the eye in that movie, in, okay. the, in the Avengers movie. He was yeah. evil. But if he was under the influence of the Mind Stone, was he evil or was he just a guy that liked to play tricks and, and mischievous? Hmm. 
So then if he's no longer under the influence of the Mind Stone, is he evil or is he not? I think that's how they keep him likable. Mm -hmm. That could be how they keep him likable because, uh, you know, because I don't think necessarily people loved evil Loki. They liked the character of Loki and then what he became afterwards Mm -hmm. with all the, you know, his jovialness Mm -hmm. and, you know, joking around with with Thor and stuff like that and switching Mm -hmm. Um, because he was still a son of Odin. You know, yeah, he was adopted or not. Yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't necessary. He, he was just mischievous. So that's a really great point. It could have been that he was just under the influence. And so these are just going to be just really fun stories, standalone stories. Well, you know, you know, the uh, the idea behind it, right? No, exactly. that it, the idea, at least from my understanding, it's going to be him hopping through time and how Loki affected our timelines events. So. I don't think Ooh. they'll touch on on Hitler, but it'd be like the idea would be like Loki's the guy that whispered into Hitler's ear that started the entire World or maybe War Red II. Skull, you know? Yeah, well, or, well, well, Red Skull was was the the underling to Hitler mm-hmm. in the movie, so you know it so could he be kind of becomes like a Rasputin kind of character, uh, where he just becomes a whisper, like yeah. a time whisperer, or something. So, something like that, or like or like you know he drops, you know, like, hey, he, I wonder what happened. If- if we introduce aliens in the forties, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that could be him. He's driving and he takes a wrong turn, and that's the Roswell incident. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be really cool. So, really something fun. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the what if? Interesting. So what if that's just that's just all space? That's not going to be canon. We know that none yeah. of it's going to be canon, and that they're all animated. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's all animated. I don't that, know. That would make I think sense. It, I think they're going to be animated like Spideyverse was animated. So like they'll have different, oh. they'll have different, different uh, styles of animation. Yeah, different genres and styles of animation. And that'd be uh, interesting to see like an anime Thor. Yeah, and then they're gonna. I think they're gonna do. I know Agent Carter. I know this. I know Spidey uh, said it or somebody said it that they're gonna do one of the first ones they're doing with is with Agent Carter. What if she became the Super Soldier, oh. where she became the person because then then that sets up captain britain because she's british she's a british she's a british liaison working with the united states government so then that sets up captain captain britain for a potential phase five character yes but wouldn't that also so in theory that introduces i guess the idea of a captain britain so in theory the what ifs could be alternate dimensions, alter, alternate timelines. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That, it that, could be, you know, we're, we're in this timeline, we're in this time, we're in this timeline. Yeah. That would that'd be interesting because if there's a way for them to hop between timelines, uh-huh. that's how you can introduce the what ifs to be canon, but not technically canon. Not, not six, Earth 616 canon. Uh huh. All right, not Earth six one six, and this is where this is where we're going to start talking about the 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 movie. So we'll mm-hmm. go through them really quickly, because I guess we'll just start working our way back. Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness, and well, Thor, you missed. Thor. Oh yeah, Thor. Uh, but I want I want to talk about that leading into our speculations. Okay. All right. So let's go back here for a second, and then we'll jump back to Thor when we lead into our into our speculations. But Multiverse of Madness is supposed to be a horror movie. Interesting. That's well, gonna be. It's supposed to be the first Marvel true horror movie. That's what everybody is saying. That's what mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember who mentioned it. I, I keep wanting to say Feige, but it wasn't Feige. It, it'd it. be interesting, like if if you've noticed over the years, they're trying to make different genres of movie that all fit into the MCU. So like mm-hmm. the spy thriller was uh, Winter Soldier, uh-huh. and so you know they're they're trying to do different things like that. 
I think that'd be a very interesting, very interesting movie. I can't wait because I, I, I don't like gory or like, um, like, like Annabelle. I like the purge because it's more like jump scares and it's like uh-huh. more based in grounded in reality, but this isn't supposed to be that either. This is supposed to be it's also, supernatural. It's, a, right? it's also still a kid's movie at, at some point. It's Disney. Yeah. Cause they're not going to rate it R. Uh-huh. That's what they they said. They're not right. going to rate it R, so it's still going to be probably PG thirteen. How do you make a PG thirteen horror movie? Maybe NC seventeen. Uh, no, because that's higher than R. Oh, is it? Yeah, NC seventeen uh-huh. is no children under seventeen. R, you can still, you know, it's restricted. It can only be with parents. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, no. Um, no, they could do PG fifteen. I heard I heard a couple people. Inter- I think a couple other countries outside of the United States do PG fifteen. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, look, this is not recommended for anybody under the age of fifteen. I think they should do like a PG fifteen or PG sixteen. They probably they might introduce a new rating. I it's, it's possible. It's Marvel, Disney. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just. I mean, they don't even need the MPAA. They could just say, hey guys, you know, the official rating is PG thirteen, but we are rating this PG fifteen. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, Wanda, Wanda's supposed to be in this one. Oh yeah, Wanda's supposed to be in it, and she's she's <clears> one of the catalysts for because uh, she's Mindstone, and mm-hmm. she's one of the catalysts for uh, being able to break through into multiverses. Like she's she's the one that has the strength to, to like she goes in with some of the, this is these are real loose theories, but you know she somehow gets caught up with Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange. And her, I don't know. This is who we. This is where we actually get the Scarlet Witch. So Wanda Maximoff is Wanda Max. Everybody loves her as Wanda and everything like that. But in multi, Multiverse of Madness, she actually becomes the Scarlet Witch. And so the reason is because some there's some sort of rift that happens in mm-hmm. that dimension that you know when they go into you know when they go into that bending dimensions in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Something happens where a rift happens. This is the theory, and then Scarlet Witch becomes who she is to to hold back like these outer dimensional demons. Essentially, remember Dormammu is an interdimensional demon, mm-hmm. you know. And so we were introduced to him, interdimensional demons, way back when. Mm-hmm. And so Wanda turns into the Scarlet Witch to use her powers to mend this rift that is now open. Which we'll talk about that in a little bit because what what that opens up into is going to be some really crazy stuff. Yeah, very interesting. I made a mistake about the Eternals, which we'll get to, but um, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I think this is the Easter egg that nobody found in Phase One, Two, and Three. Oh yeah, because we only know about the Ten Rings formally through Iron uh, Man. Iron Man Three, right? Uh, Iron Man One. The Ten Rings is the is the guy that is, actually kidnapped him. Yeah, and um, then the Ten Rings because well we I, know we know that now, right? We know that looking back. Uh, well, it was it was very um, yeah. It was in the background. the 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 Ten Rings logo is in the background. Yeah, when they're when they're doing the hostage video. Mm-hmm. Um, another one in the Ant Man. Did you know mm-hmm. the, the guy on the, the guy tattoo? The tattoo? Um, and then just I I think that Shang Chi. Did you watch the the um, what is it? The Rise of the King or something like that? Mm. It's a one oh, shot. Oh, it's yeah, a one yeah, shot. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a one shot. I, I didn't see prison. that one. 
like the the Mandarin wants to speak to you. And yeah, yeah, the real Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants his name back, kind of thing. Uh, which side note, Justin Hammer's in that same prison. So. Yes, Justin Hammer's in that prison. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think the Ten Rings somehow we've people are gonna go back and watch them all, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, there it is, the Ten Rings," mm-hmm. or "There's the Ten Rings." You know. Well, you I know mean, what the actual Ten Rings are, right? Um, yeah, the, the, I mean, I know the, there's like, it's like, there's supposed to be some like sort of gaunt, like, it's like gauntlets and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. it's like a gauntlet, but it's 10 rings that the that Mandarin each, wears. That, that, that each do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have speed and power mm-hmm. and it's, just, it's like, a, it's like the infinity gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll play really big into phase six, which will, which will go into the next arc. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, man, if this, if, if Shang-Chi was made 10 years ago, uh-huh. Jack Chan would have been a really good, uh. Uh, like mentor to Shang Chi. Okay, they could still use them. I mean, all they have to do is just do that. The DH's face. (laughs) Have you seen that meme where it's it's uh um uh? I also couldn't remember if Jackie Chan was still alive or not. (laughs) Dude, that would have been major news. Uh, What was it? Uh, um, that uh, it's a meme that says here here are main the main actors and their and their stunt doubles. And it shows uh, Hugh Jackman with his. It shows The Rock with his. Who else? Who else is? Oh, I think somebody else. I think I've seen that. And then it's Jackie Chan. And there's Jackie Chan by himself. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I think they could probably still use him. But there's that's a huge. That's another diversity thing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's that's long overdue in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. We've had Asian movies and uh, 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 excuse me, let me rephrase that. We've had Oriental movies uh, for decades, but um, the mainstream. Uh, love that they're going to be showing Shang Chi, and then there was just recently Crazy Rich Asians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I haven't seen that yet, but uh, I know Shang Chi. Uh, Aquafina is supposed to be in this one, I think, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the main character. I don't know what the actor's name was, but so he made his audition. He did his audition on Sunday, and he got a call back on Tuesday. Let me look it up. What what his name is? Or or do you have your phone on you? Yeah, I don't I have service say. in here. Oh, okay, uh, you should. I didn't earlier. Maybe I do now. Oh, okay. Um, Shang Shang Chi character is played by uh, Simu Liu. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't show. Where did I have it? Right here. Oh, here it is. What's his name? I have no idea how to pronounce it. Where's it at? Where's the name? Here in the uh, right next to the black, the bold letter. Oh yeah, Simu Liu. Okay, Liu, yeah. Liu, Liu. I actually had a friend who that was that was it was it was Amy, Amy Liu. Uh, anyways, yeah, Simu, the Simu. I have no idea. Anyways, um, no disrespect intended. My point is that he auditioned on Sunday. He got the notification that he was he had made the part on Tuesday, and on Friday he was on the panel for for marvel comic that is quick yeah so in one week his life completely changed i mean it's it's literally like winning the lottery you know because well he's playing any part or any role in these in these movies you're set for life because you're gonna hit every comic-con for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. all the all the the royalties all the other hey 10 years we want you to be to make a a weird cameo in this movie or yeah you're, you're, you know, provided that you're still around, mm-hmm. you're going, you're, you make one of these movies and you're mm-hmm. set for life. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool. But th- I thought that was a really cool, um, just story on how he 
you know, he got the part. You yeah. Know? It was really neat. Yeah, I don't I don't really know about the the rest of the movie, but I'm I'm excited to see that movie. Yeah, because it's gonna be it's 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 karate. It's 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 martial mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Did you watch uh, um Iron Fist? No, I did not watch it. It was fantastic. It was really, really well done. Um I mean it followed it pretty much followed the comics just mm-hmm. like you know you would think it did and and the whole you know culmination of the defenders and stuff like that. I liked how they in the series they touched on mm-hmm. events that were happening in the MCU. So um they're canon in their own right, but they're not canon. But they're not the canon. Uh, no, they're still part of the MCU, but they're they just don't they don't have that, they don't have crossovers. They don't have crossover. Are they are they canon in the MCU? Well, they're not MCU. They're not MCU. They're their own. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like so like with uh agent carter she was literally canon with the mcu that's true yeah um and then agents of I'd shield was that research. until the director said they weren't mm-hmm. but they still followed like they were until they didn't mm-hmm. and so that's yeah that's, i'd uh if if you guys in the comments just let us know um i have to do a little bit more research i don't know if, specifically if they are yeah but i'd like to i'd like to find out uh but yeah iron fist was good and the the Fight sequences in that were just, just high, high end fight sequences. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see what they do with Shang Chi. I, I could see them doing stuff like what they did in the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? Like the Matrix had John Woo stuff. You know, like the fight scenes in the Matrix are still, you know, bars above a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of things. Um, it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, but just those fight sequences were just fantastic. I hope that they. I hope that they don't Jason Bourne the fight sequences and then do all this, you know, mm-hmm. camera shifting where you know you're just like jarred because you're like trying to follow the fight sequence, right? Um, Keanu Reeves and John Wick and a lot of these other movies they kind of panned out a little bit further. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Hero. Remember that he- movie Hero? It was actually Chinese and it, it was subtitled in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, where all the fight sequences are kind of like wide shot, like you're actually there watching it as opposed to in the fight, you mm-hmm. know, which a lot of, I call it the Jason Bourne effect where, where, you know, fight sequences are real tight and intimate and you're like, oh, oh you know, mm-hmm. you're seeing, you're seeing all these like, you know, punch, close punches and it just is really jarring. I mean, it makes for really high action, but it's also fake. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all fake, but you know what I'm saying? It just, it yeah. just doesn't feel like a real fight. Like, uh, a lot of these people that do that do movies in China, they stay wide with mm-hmm. their shots, and they do a lot of wire work, and you have all this amazing choreography. Yep. I'm hoping that that's what they do with the fight sequences mm-hmm. for Shang Shang Chi. Eternals. I thought the Eternals were above Celestials, but I found out after researching that the Celestials are higher than Eternal. Yeah, but is that how they're going to adapt it for the MCU? Because yes. I mean, because the, that's what they that's what they said. Okay. That's what they 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 said that the Eternals are like a a council un, just underneath, so they answer to the Celestial, which Peter Quill yes is a Celestial unless you want to argue he's not he's not anymore. So he's he just he's a Celestial without the powers, I guess, because he got the, yeah very very interesting. That's that that's a whole another topic with the, yeah the the Eternals that'd be interesting because we've already seen them in the first first Guardians. I'm just glad they have Sama Hayek and Angelina Jolie in that. Yeah. That's gonna be it. That, that, the... be, it'd be interesting. I it's interesting to see uh, Angelina Jolie in the MCU. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Uh, yeah, it's it, that would be like having Tom Cruise in the MCU or Brad Pitt. Yeah, or Leonardo. Yeah, that would be really, really weird. It'd be it'd be interesting. 
because uh, they're just in that whole upper echelon of of, of actors. Yeah, and they're A plus act A plus listers mm-hmm. since they're A plus listers. Yeah, A listers. Well, they're A plus listers. I would, oh, yeah? I would put them up. I would put them above even the A listers. Got it. They're the two hundred percent listers. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. It, yeah, it, it'd be interesting. I don't know much about it as far as the synopsis of the movie, but mm-hmm. um, me neither. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what role they play. I think maybe, maybe they get involved because of the blip. I think maybe there's some sort of tribunal kind of not not like the living tribunal. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to confuse the the characters, but I think they become more like a. A tribunal, a council that says, what the heck just happened? Mm -hmm. And then they get involved. Like, something's going on. Oh, my gosh. This little blue marble over here, you know. Yeah, it's got all this stuff going on. And how, and somehow, you know, that pulls us into the cosmic, that pulls us into Mm -hmm. the cosmic realm, which sets up, sets up phase four. We'll go back into Thor. Black Widow, Black Widow is just Bangladesh, I think. I heard a theory, or I heard I heard somebody. This is this, this is what they wanted, okay. Which which I think would be very interesting. It would be Black Widow growing up, like all the stuff that she had to go through, to like be- Red Sparrow kind of thing. Uh, like you, uh, is it Red Sparrow, the one movie with Jennifer Lawrence, where she's uh, she's a Russian spy, and they show they show like because that was a real thing. Like they they mm-hmm. grew these girls, they mm-hmm. pruned these girls to become Russian spies, like. This is this actually really happened mm-hmm. in, in, in during the Cold yeah. War, uh, but is that what you're kind of talking yeah, about? Like, some, some, something like that, where, where it's her at like the age of six or whatever, uh-huh. and she gets picked, and, and it shows a montage of her getting trained and becoming the Black Widow, and then a section of Budapest, which that would be cool, and then which they could bring Jamie Renner back in for that. Um, and then, yeah. and then a part of it would be them doing, um, what they did for the for for the five years during the blip during the snap, okay. How, how she took over as the head Avenger, so to speak. I think I'm not sure what kind of storyline you can weave through that, but those those would be a very interesting three sections. To okay, so yeah, I don't know how I don't know how they'll do that. That that's just gonna be a really interesting. I don't know. I actually, which is funny because that's the next movie. You would think that we would know more about it. Yeah, but other I, than Bangladesh, I don't know anything. Or didn't it just get greenlit not too long ago? No, it got greenlit a while ago. They did just it? started filming. They started filming it. They, they've already started filming okay. it. So, if you mean by greenlit, like they started, they started it, no, promoting they, it, or you know, yeah, whatever. They already, they already have that going on. I find it really interesting that it's the next movie coming out, and we have very little information about it. Mm-hmm. Like. I feel like I have more information about uh, Multiverse of Madness or or some of these other TV shows. Than it lends itself to a lot more speculation. Yeah. I think part of the reason is probably because she died in, in Endgame and we don't yeah, know. Yeah, her, and her story's over, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. I think somebody, I heard somebody, somebody mention, I don't think that necessary that she'd go on with the series. I think Chris... Chris Hemsworth might go on with the series, uh, but somebody mentioned there was an there was a couple comic book series where they go back and barter for the souls with Red Skull. With the, the that they actually go to Formir and and barter for the souls back. So which lends the credence that well, why didn't Captain America barter 
did do we know what happened with Captain America? Did he barter for her soul somehow? I think that'd be a good what if episode. It could be a good what if episode. Yeah. It it, it could show Chris Hemsworth coming back and him taking the stones back because that's it's a huge question. Mm-hmm. How did how did he put the stone back into the tesseract to put it back? How did he or give it back? How did how does he give back? Yeah, how do you give back the soul stone? What? Yeah, the what other ones you could place back in their spots mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. You know, you can turn. But well, how, how do you how do you turn the reality stone back into a liquid? How do you? Also, when he gets to Vormir, is he super surprised? Because <laughs> somebody, <Red School? laughs> somebody's mentioned something about about the liquid, the ether one mm-hmm. um, that <laughs> that he shows up and he says. Hey, beautiful lady! I just gotta stick this thing back into you. You know, yeah. it's just like it's like you. How do you? Okay, so Rocket takes it out, and then two seconds later, two seconds later, I'm just gonna stick, yeah. stick it back in. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just nuts. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of what ifs and spinoffs. Maybe Loki. I don't know. Yeah, the Lo- the Loki one. That'd be cool if Loki ends up back at if it's not like an alternate timeline he ends mm-hmm. up back at uh asgard mm-hmm. and then he he meets captain america when he's trying to place the thing back mm-hmm. the ether back kind of thing that'd be a funny little uh yeah that'd be interesting yeah so speaking of loki we go into thor love and thunder i love the retro look first off of the of the logo uh-huh. i love what they've done with that the guardians of the galaxies that's a really really uh, just a really cool retro look. Mm-hmm. I love what they've done there. The aside from, you know, probably trying to. Well, they've. You would think that all the movies have a trilogy and then it ends and then they end their arc kind of their mini arc ends mm-hmm. right with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three maybe closing off the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. But this is the fourth Thor movie, isn't it? Yeah, is right. Thor is Dark World Ragnarok and now this. Yeah. So, but. It's, but Dark World doesn't really count. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it it counts obviously, and it also it also has really important pieces, like you know, one of the stones. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it, it, they threw it in as a filler. You think, or I think, well, there's there's a there's the uh, director switch between. Mm, yeah, so that's one, right. So one or From... two had had one director, and that's then three, right. and I guess I'm assuming Tyga's going to come back and direct the fourth one. But, yes, he is. He is. But, but because of the directorship, the tone switched. Yeah, which made it significantly better. And then there's the the only thing the only thing that really stands out about the announcement of Thor: Love and Thunder was the handoff of of the oh yeah of the of, of the Mjolnir. Oh oh yeah, you didn't see it. Okay, so the when, I, when you handed it off to to, to Chris Nat- Evans, no, to Natalie Portman. Oh, I have not seen this. I, have you not seen this? No, oh, I have not seen gosh. this. Okay, let me see if I can see. I've I've heard speculations, but I didn't think there was an actual like trailer or something along those lines. So let's see if I could find. Let me see if I could find the picture, and I'll just pop it up here. Um. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right. So I'm gonna just copy this real quick. Give me a second. It'll take the whole of. Show this right here. So, uh, that what's that? Okay, did spy blah blah blah. So he handed towards the end of their panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Taika Waititi. Uh, he handed that to her right at the end of their panel, and then he he gave it to her, and she kind of raised it up. 
because I had I had heard that Natalie Portman was coming back to reprise her role and to do and to become quote unquote Lady Thor. Uh huh. Um, so then you see all of these different. There's a ton, a ton of, of um. There there was a comic book, uh, maybe a, a comic book arc where mm-hmm. something happened to Thor, and she was able to take Mjolnir and become Thor and become worthy of it mm-hmm. because of whatever because of love because they loved each other so mm-hmm. it's almost like they're closing they're they're closing that relationship loop you know that happened back mm-hmm. from Epi- from the first thor movie so they're closing that loop chris evans kind of retires from the character and so now she becomes chris hemsworth retired. chris hemsworth chris hemsworth mm-hmm. yeah retires from the from the he- from the character and then she takes it up for uh so many movies or yeah whatever movies yeah well i heard that to bring back now that's going to lead into the speculation part, but go ahead, finish. Well, I heard that Chris Hemsworth doesn't want to stop playing Thor, or like he, that he will play Thor for as long as they allow him to. Uh huh. Which because he could, because there's old Thor. There's well, yeah. Thor in like when he's older, mm-hmm. but I think he comes back in phase like because this seven, four, eight, five, nine, ten, whatever seven, in phase seven. Because um, okay, so this leads into her doing an arc for two or three movies. Mm-hmm. And then they introduce this. Now we're going jumping into the speculation of, mm-hmm. of phase because they do have phase five figured out. Okay. So Feige actually said this. He said they have, uh, they have a five years of movies planned already. Mm-hmm. They just thought that because of the end of Endgame, there's an interview where he says, um, uh, you know, we just didn't want to show too much. He says, because this right here is more than enough. Mm-hmm. They already have five years of Marvel movies planned. So, this phase, is what, just two years? This is just two, three years. Yeah. Two and a half, three years. So, 20 to 21. Well, so, that's two years. Because you have the rest of this year. Well, no, there's nothing the rest there's of this year. There's nothing this year, but there's, it's a three year arc. So, that's 20 and 21 is what it looks like. As far a, as I movies. thought it was a 22. No, nah, it's all 21. So you, so, so, you have Black Widow in 2020, and then you'll have uh, The Eternals in 2020. And then 2021 is Shang Chi, and then 2021 is multiverse. Uh, yeah, multi multiverse. And then, yeah, I I think I, I think it's just because they have all of the Disney Plus streaming. Uh huh. So you really have this one. Is, two, this is going to go by so fast. Four, five movies in the uh-huh. next two years, which is two movies and then three movies. Yeah. Uh. So then, Guardians of the Galaxy, which that is a. Iffy on, on when that's going to come out. I think it's going to come out phase five. Oh, is it? It is going to come out phase five. Yeah, because they've teased Adam Warlock already. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, that's that's just, that's a super popular franchise. There's no way that they're not going to. Yeah. And there, there was no way that they weren't going to have James Gunn come back. Yeah, yeah. That I'm I'm kind of glad that that I'm 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 happy for the movement of what got him into that situation, but I'm. Uh, you know, with with I don't want to politicize this episode, but you know, talking about Me Too and talk and looking back at people's history twenty fifteen mm-hmm. years culture, ago, the outrage cancel culture, culture. And cancel culture, yeah. And so, um, but I appreciate that Disney did their due diligence with with that situation and said, okay, look, you know, they let it die back down a little bit, and then they brought them. Well, back. you know, you you still have to be held accountable to to your past actions to a certain degree, but the cancel culture is kind of just. I think that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, like, but that, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah, it's a whole different topic. But so yes, yeah. I'm glad they brought him back. I'm glad they brought him back because he he really established there's, his fingerprint is just mm-hmm. highly successful yeah, on that yeah. franchise. Um, Thor, leading into Phase Four, Phase Five, 
I think in phase five, they might introduce Beta Ray Bill. I think they might introduce him as a Thor character because they already teased him. Mm-hmm. He, he exists. He, yeah, he's already an established character in the MCU, whether yes. or not you've seen him. Yes, exactly. And for those, this is, if you've seen Ragnarok, mm-hmm. you've seen Beta Ray Bill. You just have to find it. So he's, he's in there. Yeah. It's just a lot of people completely missed him. Well, Stormbreaker in the comics is, from, from what I understand, was Beta Ray Bill's, Beta Ray Bill's hammer yeah. or his, his, his weapon. weapon. Uh-huh. I think somehow that brings back Thor at the into in phase seven, maybe. Well, they had, so if you, if you watch Infinity War, they had the mold for Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. Why did they have the mold for Stormbreaker? Was that, is that something that they just. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. You're right. They just had, they just, he didn't make the mold. They had mm-hmm. it. He had it already. Mm-hmm. Just like, just like they have the mold for the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mjolnir doesn't have a mold. I, I have no idea on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting. I would love I would I wish they would have talked a little a little bit more about mm-hmm. no uh Nevedalier. Like a little bit more about you know that uh those the creatures whole, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I thought I because I'm a kind of mechanics kind of guy and I really love learning about the intricacies of no, well, what went into that? Okay, well, it's magic, but you know, okay, but we know that magic operates at a quantum level. What, like, what's happening? Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So, leading into the speculation part, <clears throat> the biggest, the biggest drop in in the Marvel Phase Four panel was at in the last thirty seconds of the mm-hmm. whole thing. Did you, you remember that? Yeah, I, I I did not see the the panel, but I but, but I think I know. What you're I watched about. the panel, and Mahershala Ali comes out. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, Mahershala, blah, blah, blah. But he said, so, you know, welcome to the MCU. And he's, I heard you have something that you're, you know, he puts on the blade hat. Mm-hmm. And just the crowd goes wild. It, it, it'd be interesting because that is played. I think that is a result of the multiverse of madness. I think that that whole, oh, yeah? I think we get introduced to some sort of werewolves, to mutants. Because beast, for for all intents and purposes, is some sort of man is a, is a man beast. You know, he's a not, mutant. Yeah, he's a mutant, and he's not he's not uh, your typical superhero with just superpowers. You know, magical or otherwise, or mm-hmm. you know, strength wise. Uh, you know, he's kind of a horrific looking character if you think about. It. He's kind of like a werewolf. You mm-hmm. know, and so we get we. I think that's where those guys are going to come from. Like the rift in whatever happens here in Multiverse of Madness is how we get introduced to the beast or like characters like mutants mm-hmm. uh, the uh what's this inhuman. What's the, uh inhumans um but no but like uh what's that one not gambit what's that one with the weird tail that looked like a devil from from the x-men oh man you're really testing the lack of knowledge i have in x-men movie uh well, whatever his character is i can't remember he was in this last one in this last one with oh, the Rise and, of, Rise and, of, and dark phoenix and dark phoenix yeah he was in that one you know, that's a really interesting anthropomorphized lizard kind of mm-hmm. looking character. You know, it's not, you don't see any type of those kinds of characters in the MCU, aside from the Chitari and stuff like that. Uh, but I think those kind of characters cross in to our plane of existence through the multiverse rift. Mm-hmm. And we get Blade and vampires and werewolves. Interesting. And those I would, I think I would enjoy that because I think that would ground it. Put it, put it back yeah. on, on, on Earth, Earth a yes. little bit more. Yeah. Which, 
I love all having all the space movies and stuff, but I feel like there's more because I can understand the entire scope of it and and because and because you can't just say, Oh, well there's a more powerful being out there. Yeah. That can just take away all the stakes. Yeah. We know the stakes, we know what the what the setting would be, so, uh-huh. you know, to an extent. It kind of would explain I remember in the Matrix when they talked about, you know, uh that those kind of characters like werewolves and vampires and and witches and whatever they were glitches in the code of the matrix right and that's how they explain those kind of characters in the matrix uh but i think that those kinds of inhumans or mutants are explained through the rift in the in the multiverse that yeah. wanda either causes or is helping to as scarlet witch is helping to kind of close what know? if what if she's ushering them in that could be another thing too what if what if Scarlet Witch is so she becomes a villain? Yes, is a villain because isn't in in the House of M she kind of loses her mind. Yeah, uh-huh. and so what if what if they kind of because I I heard that the writers wanted to bring in for for Endgame they wanted to bring in some sort of House of M mm-hmm, mm-hmm. arc, but yeah. they didn't have the time, and so if so maybe they, they touch on it in the Multiverse of Madness. If the Multiverse of Madness the like the B story the B plot. Okay. Could be the the House of M. Could Kinda. be the House of M. Wanda losing her mind, and then there's a split uh-huh. between Wanda, a, like 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 a physical, tangible split between Wanda and, and the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah. And again, there's nothing to support this. This is all a theory. This is well, this is the speculation part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that's gonna be really cool. So I it, it it's just gonna open up a whole new slew of characters. I think it's how they explain mutants, how mm-hmm. they explain Inhumans. Because remember, Inhumans was supposed to be a movie that came out in this last phase. Well, the Inhumans, they had a TV show for it that failed. Uh-huh. But that's been all over Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's ever since, what, I think, this third, the second because they third. Couldn't say, because they couldn't say Because mutants. they couldn't say mutants. They had, to, they had to create Inhumans, which is the same thing. Yeah. But I wonder if they're going to address that at some point. I, also, I, I wish that with the Disney Plus streaming, and they're bringing in all these TV shows, that they would just kind of just put their arm around Agents of Shield and just say, "Hey, you get, you guys are a welcome to the party." Well, they're ABC, right? Isn't they're, they're ABC, but but because of the whole premise of Phil Coulson dying at the at, at uh, in the Avengers, in the beginning of Agents of Shield, he gets brought back to life, mm-hmm. and Josh Whedon at the time was directing it, and he said that it was not part of the MCU. But a different director said that it was, mm-hmm. and you can follow it, and yeah. it, it, and it, and it follows. Actually, and there's different, and the the it started with Winter Soldier, I think, when when they killed, when, yeah, when when Hydra was was revealed mm-hmm. as being, mm-hmm. you know, Hydra, uh, the show took on that weight, mm-hmm. the more, canon, the canon, yeah, the, the canon, canon, yeah, more than what uh, Winter Soldier did, mm-hmm. or at least the aftermath of it, mm-hmm. and from there they've been doing great things that follow the the mcu the timeline and stuff but it's it's it just seems like the redheaded stepchild yeah yeah i think i could see that yeah i think uh i think in time well i think maybe that's why they they stopped it i think maybe that's why they stopped it so that they can reboot a different version Uh, well because the next one is sword sword well, you know, sword is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sword it's, is it's shield space, in space. Yeah, space shield. <laughs> and that's why they maybe that's why they went that direction. Well, you know? they and that's why at the end credit scene of of uh, Endgame, oh, Far Spider-Man. from Home, Far from Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that the I, what's that what's that what's that uh, series called that arc with the scrolls? Um, 
the scroll Secret Wars? Secret Wars, yeah. Or Secret Invasion or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Well, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was supposed to be cancelled at the end of Season 5. Mm-hmm. Or, I think, yeah, Season 5 was supposed to be the last. And then they... But I think that's how they could, that's why they extended it. To tie it into the MCU. Because you they, think so? Yeah, because they had the plans for Disney+. Plus. And then they put them in space in, uh, in season six. That would be interesting because, well, if you haven't caught up with it, it takes a very interesting turn at the end of season six. Is that after Quake? After they... After, so yeah, Quake, Quake, and then being in space is mm-hmm. season five. Season six... Oh, is am I then, that far behind? Yeah, season six just ended last night, which is the... Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen season it's, six, right? Yeah, see, yeah, you haven't seen season six. That deals with the repercussions of what happens in season five Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna have a season seven which is their announced final season Mm -hmm. but it takes a very interesting turn okay that that could be leading into sword which was a speculation after season five Mm -hmm. it could go there i think it is but they're gonna make a pit stop first yeah okay because (laughs) because of what happens okay Okay. i can see that um and it, and it may or may not bring in another canceled TV show that may or may not have an appearance. Okay. That's all I, I'm going to say because you haven't seen I got, it. I got, I got some stuff to binge tomorrow into, uh, today and tomorrow because we have Hulu so I can watch all that stuff. I'm just saying. All right. Um, man, we need to... I think we could probably make a whole other episode on just speculations, mm-hmm. on theories, kind of like what New Rockstars does. Mm-hmm. Shout out to... Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Eric, Mo- Eric, Eric, Eric Voss. Eric Voss. Yeah. And uh, Philip Molina and all those guys over mm-hmm. there. So shout out to you guys. But yeah, yeah. we want to um, definitely, definitely probably, we're going to have you back because, yeah, yeah. A great conversation, man. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it now and let's pick up some, some speculation. What were we going to, what, what did I say we were going to do for the episode? Let's see here. I wrote it down here. Got my notes up. Oh, we had a technology episode that we were going to talk about. Oh, there's but, plenty of things. Oh, talk yeah. About. So, so man, I really want to have you on board. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I think people are going to love what you have to say because, you know, and and plus, I need another, I need another co-host. You know, because, <laughs> um, uh, Sharonica's good with marriage and stuff like that. I had Isaac on recently mm-hmm. for just a TV show. Uh. But yeah, man. Every other week, I'm I'm pretty sure that you 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 do great. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out your yeah. time your time schedule. But thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you have fun. Oh yeah. Okay, good, good. As long <laughs> as you had fun, man. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, we didn't speculate a whole lot because that's speculation. We'll plan another episode. Uh, but Matt, welcome to the podcast. We're gonna have you on as much as 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 your time allows. Thank you so much for being here, helping yeah, this channel grow. Uh, guys, don't forget to like, share and uh subscribe uh to our channel it helps us out please let the ads roll and things like that again it's helping us out we don't we're not making any money on this uh but we hope to be able to bring this to you full time and just provide some good content and some good conversations that you guys could have uh with you know around the water cooler on mondays but um yeah thanks that's it man thanks for being here sweet episode nine